You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Scott Benley. Today is Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. November 12, 2021. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. We're going to take another break. Quick, quick little, quick little day break from our uh, from our player breakdown uh, series, I guess you would call it, that we got going on. And we're going to take a look at some of the players that are rumored to sign with the Detroit Tigers. That's probably not the right wording. That are rumored uh, that that there are rumors that the Tigers have interest in. How about that? So. Uh, there's already been some reports flying around about uh, the interest, the teams interested in different players, and the Tigers have been on the list of quite a few. So we're going to go over some of those people, who they are, if they're good. Once they sign, we'll, we'll give the full player breakdown, obviously. But for now, we are, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about some of the speculated names revolving around the Detroit Tigers organization okay so for starters positions they're pretty much all starting pitchers and shortstops that that's pretty much everybody right and we knew that this is not a surprise and in the last press conference of uh, of the season the, uh, the the front office media day after game 162 uh, we some people might have thought, you know, oh, maybe they look into the outfield, but the front office pretty much said we're not looking at outfield. Um, they're they're certainly not looking at the corners of the infield with uh, with Miggy still for two more years, with Scope having the ability to play first if need be, and with Torkelson obviously coming up, uh, we, and then Candelario is pretty much a lock at third base, uh, barring health for the foreseeable future. So. Definitely not looking at the corners, the middle of the infield. You, you could, I guess, maybe look at second, but you just extended Jonathan Scope, and that's his primary position. You have Kreidler, who even though he's been playing shortstop, uh, I, I can't imagine it would be too difficult for him to slide over and play second if you really wanted to, to give someone else a chance or if, if Scope got hurt or something. So uh, the, the only other position that is catcher, which we already addressed, uh, literally the day after the World Series. So we're set on catcher. We're set on, on infield, Sands shortstop. We're set on outfield. Uh, the organization has also said that they like the bullpen. They're pretty content with the bullpen. So don't expect any any big bullpen acquisitions. There will always be a couple of, uh, of low salary or minor league depth kind of bullpen arm signings because that's just – how the bullpen works uh, nobody goes into a season with like whatever eight or nine set bullpen pieces there, there's always some kind of wheeling dealing in the bottom part of the bullpen but the top half they seem to be really content with a Soto, Fulmer, Funkhauser, Cisnero uh, pen so the main signings will be starting pitching and shortstop. Those are going to be the big money signings for this team this offseason. There's already been some names thrown out. 
of who, uh, you know, the, the reporters, beat writers, um, analysts, whatever, all have their sources and and they, uh, and they and they report whatever teams they hear are interested in or have contact with certain players. So let's start with pitching because I think that's probably going to be the longest conversation topic because there's already been several names, quite a few, four. I believe, to, to my knowledge at the time of this recording, four starting pitchers already that have been, um, that, that have kind of been rumored to have links with the Tigers. And then uh, we'll take a look at shortstop at the end of the show, because those ones are a little more fairly obvious, but uh, there's, there's, there's so many pitchers, right? There's already, there, there's always so many pitchers. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see which ones that we seem to be targeting. And this is a pretty good starting pitching market for free agency. It really is. So we're going to start off with John Gray. John Gray of the Colorado Rockies did not receive a qualifying offer and the Rockies didn't trade him. Not really sure what they're doing over there in Colorado, but that is what they're doing. (laughs) They, they, they had a uh, their best pitcher, well, probably eh, second best. Marquez is really good. They had one, regardless, they had one of their two best pitchers in their organization on an expiring deal and thought, tested the market, didn't like any of the trade options, and then when the season ended, Instead of, you know, you, you can kind of justify what they did with Story in that sense. I still think it's dumb, and I still think the value should have been in trading him. But you can kind of justify, like, okay, they didn't find any any good trade partners. They didn't get a return that they liked, so they're going to offer him a qualifying offer, and when he leaves, they'll get an extra first-round pick. Right? You're like, all right. that I, I guess if you value one first-round pick over however many prospects they would have gotten at the deadline for Story... You you can you you can I guess kind of argue that whether you're right or not it's a whole different discussion but you can argue that they just didn't do anything with John Gray he had a market there's always a market for starting pitchers at the deadline and they just didn't trade him held on to him and then didn't offer him a QO so he's just gonna walk for nothing John Gray is they're gonna get literally nothing. For John Gray, which benefits the Tigers if they sign him, the Tigers won't have to give up a uh, a compensatory pick. We we won't have to to lose any any picks in this upcoming draft to sign him. So let's take a look at Gray. He's been in the league since 2015. He was the third overall pick, I believe, in the 2013 draft. Uh, so highly regarded coming into the draft. One of their uh, top pitching kind of prospects, and everybody knows the Rockies always need pitching. The best pitcher in the history of the Colorado Rockies might be Ubaldo Jimenez. No disrespect at all to Ubaldo. Had a, had a very respectable, solid career, but probably shouldn't be the best pitcher in the history of any organization. So John Gray... Was a lot of people hung their hat on on him as as one of the guys that was going to come through and and finally be kind of an anchor starting pitching, starting pitcher 
for this Rockies team, and he's been solid. He certainly hasn't been Cy Young good, but it's very hard to pitch in Coors Field. And I know it's kind of like a meme at this point, but like it is, man. It's it's damn hard to pitch in that Colorado air. So in his career, he's he's usually pitching around 150 innings. His innings pitched 170, 110, 172, 150. 2020 doesn't count, and then 150 again this year. So you're getting a guy who who's getting giving you giving you production, giving you availability. Uh, K per nine for his career is 9.21 strikeout an inning. Not not anything uber unbelievable, but certainly not bad either. Strikeout an inning, very very solid. The walk per nine is 3.04. Not terrible, but you know, in theory, you'd like it to be down a little bit more. He's had some some seasons better than that. 2017. He had a 2.45, 2018 he had a 2.72, 2020 he had a 2.52, but uh, that was in the weird 2020 season, only 39 innings pitched. He also only had a 5K per nine randomly in 2020 as well, but that's such a small sample size, it's really hard to use. Uh, The ERA, his career ERA is 4.59, right? So if you're going out and you want to spend big money on a none of these four guys are going to get like Garrett Cole money we'll start with that I mean I guess that's kind of unfair nobody's going to get Garrett Cole money but none of these dudes are going to get like number one in a rotation money okay so so you don't have to worry about us going and giving John Gray or or any of these dudes you know 30 mil a year that that's just that's not going to happen but the, the ERA at 4.59, a little bit high. His ERA was exactly 4.59 this past season. 3.84 in 2019, 5.12 in 2018, 3.67 in 2017, and then 4.61 in his first full season in the majors. So when we compare ERA, we, I, I always enjoy comparing ERA to FIP. Right, and we've talked about FIP a lot this offseason and what it means and its value and stuff. FIP is 3.91. So you're looking at a 4.59 ERA and a 3.91 FIP. That's pretty substantial. That that's the difference between a, a I mean a 4.6 ERA is is not not horrific, but it's it's not it's not fantastic either. And then you're talking about a FIP at sub four, an XFIP of three eight for those who might like XFIP better than than normal FIP, right? So that tells you that a he's a Rockies pitcher, right? Coors is a thing, but it's telling you that that his uh, his ERA according to the formula of those two stats should be pretty substantially lower than it is in his career. His ERA. This past season was 4.59. As I said, the FIP was 4.22. Okay, in 2019, 3.84 ERA, 4.06 FIP. So maybe I was lucky that year. 2018 is a is a poster child example of a Colorado Rockies pitcher. A 5.12 ERA and a 4.08 FIP. Even 2016, his first full season, 4.61 ERA, 3.6 FIP. That's a whole. That's a whole run. That's a whole point. 
difference between those two. So the underlying numbers tell you that he has the ability to be a lot better than the 4-6 career ERA and the 4-6 ERA this past season. He's got the ability to be a lot better. And pitching in cores half the time is certainly a factor in that. He has good stuff. And this is someone that I would really enjoy pursuing. Again, not trying to give John Gray 30 mil, not trying to give him starting pitching one money, but but I, this would be a really, really intriguing signing for me. And if the money is right, I would be very, very pleased with it. All right, let's take a look at the three other pitchers that the Tigers have been kind of linked to this offseason. But first, I got to tell y'all about Bill Barr. I love Thanksgiving. Absolutely love it. The treats, big meals, plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Bill Bars. Bill Bars, the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Bill Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. So replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut Bill Bar. Or go for a raspberry Bill Bar instead of a raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie this Thanksgiving. Low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings. It will make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar. Get her on the wave. Get her on the movement, baby. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday either. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be full of huge events, surprises, everything you can imagine. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off of your That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two of Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. All right, other starting pitchers we've been linked to. Um, who should we go with? Let's go with Anthony Desclafani, another starting pitcher that the Tigers have been uh, linked to. Had a phenomenal season. A phenomenal season in 2021. Okay? Uh, his career has been, has been wild, <laughs> to be honest with you. It's been wild. He's been, he's been good. He's been hurt. He's been, he's struggled. Uh, he's, he's been everything you can imagine, but contract year had a fantastic season and that's, that's, that's an agent's dream and a player's dream going to get paid. So let's take a look at this 2021 season. Desclafani for the San Francisco Giants had a 317 ERA and 31 starts, two complete game shutouts. That's kind of cool. 167 innings. Uh, gave up 19 homers. That's one home run per nine. Pretty standard there. His hit per nine was 7-6 this season. Less than a hit an inning and a walk per nine of 2-3, which is almost a career high for him. And the hits per nine is comfortably a career high for him. Also only one home run per nine. Second lowest number of his entire career. 152 strikeouts. Second highest number of his career. 
ERA plus of 129. That's We talk about OPS plus all the time in the player breakdowns. ERA plus, just what, uh, how much better or worse your ERA is than league average. So 29% better than the league average ERA. He had a fantastic season. His whip was 1.09. Fantastic whip. Barely allowing a base runner an inning. His FIP was 3.62. The ERA was 3.17, remember? So that, that will tell you that maybe he got a little lucky at times. But a 3.62 ERA is still very, very solid, even if that's what uh, it, it, it quote-unquote should have been. So no super lucky, oh, we have to look into this, maybe he's not the right guy. Also, he's going to pitch at Comerica Park half the time. You're going to get lucky sometimes. You're going to have 422-foot flyouts. So if, if you're, uh, that, that's fine. That, that, that's absolutely fine. His career numbers, like I said, are, are like he's had some really good years and some not-so-good years. His, uh, his rookie season, it was well, first full season. We won't really count 2014. His first full season in Cincinnati, he had a 4.05 ERA and 31 starts. Beauty. 98 ERA plus, just about league average for your first full MLB season. You'll, you'll gladly take that. 2016, he had a 3.28 ERA. That's a 130 ERA plus. Only had 20 starts, though, got hurt, then missed all of 2017, came back in 2018, had an ERA of almost 5, a FIP of almost 5, a WHIP of almost 1-3, and was giving up two home runs per nine innings. Really struggled that season. Then came back in 2019, had a 3.89 ERA, a 1-2 WHIP, career high in strikeouts, Pretty, back on the map, pretty respectable. 2020's weird. It's hard to take merit in anything, man. 2020 was really, really screwed up a lot of stuff. Really frustrating. But had had a pretty, pretty bad year in uh, in in like seven starts in 2020. Had an ERA of over seven. Was everybody? Yeah, not good. Home run per nine of two again. Hits per nine of eleven. A WHIP of almost one seven. Just a really, really brutal season. But again, it's 2020. It was a shortened season. And then 2021, he has, a, a if you're using baseball reference, a pitcher war of four and a whip of just over one. Comfortably the best year of his career. Comfortably. No matter really what metric, if, if you're taking everything into consideration, putting all those numbers together, had career highs or next to career highs in pretty much every single stat. Easily the best year of his career. He is 31 years old, so you're not getting a dude in his mid-30s. You get a 31-year-old for a two-, three-, four-year deal. That's, uh, that's for a pitcher. That still should remotely be your prime, right? So, so Desclafani's an interesting one. Take with that information what you will form your own opinion, but that's an interesting one. Uh, interesting is a stupid word. That It's a fascinating one, to be honest, because he, he has had a lot of ups and downs in his career, and he has dealt with injuries. But he's came back, and, and, and he looks so good this year. 
but also he played for the Giants, and they had a ton of players way overperform expectations in a roller coaster of a career like that. And if you sign him to a multi-year deal, you're uh, you're hoping that you're going to get good production. If you're going out and paying money to a, to a free agent that wasn't here before, you want you want similar seasons to his 2021 season for every year you sign him for. You don't want that roller coaster. So he's a fascinating one. I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm really not. He, he had a really good year, and I, I think he would probably be a step cheaper than the John Grays and Eduardo Rodriguez's of the world. But um, definitely a, a, a really fascinating option there. All right, let's get into our last pitcher that we've been linked to, uh, and then we'll wrap up really quick on some shortstop talk. But first, I got to tell you all about betonline.ag. We're back in better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment three of Locked on Tigers. I got really low in that last ad read. On my voice, at the very end there, where the game starts. I got, I got a really deep voice there. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day, as you guys know. Free and available on all platforms. Um, so the last pitcher, I want to save him for last because I'm pretty passionate about him. Eduardo Rodriguez, Erod, Ed, the man of many nicknames. 28 years old, uh, been a Boston Red Sox pitcher for his entire major league career, is good. Erod is good. There's there's a lot of debate. Apparently, it's semi-controversial to say that Erod is good. Erod is good. Okay, he's so consistent. He is. You know exactly what you are getting out of him. He is good. Okay. Let's take a look at some of these ERAs. Uh, rookie year, 3.85 ERA at 22 years old. Beauty. 2016, 4.71 ERA. 2017, a 4.19 ERA. 2018, 3.82. 2019, 3.81. And then 2021, a 4.74 ERA. Now, I know what you're thinking. I just said he was consistent. And we have ERAs with 3-8 mixed in with ERAs of 4-7. I just said he was good, and his contract season ERA was pushing 5. I get it. I get the hesitation. Okay? But let me explain something to you. FIP is a beautiful stat. All right? Also, a 4-7-4 ERA this season was a 100 ERA+. plus. His ERA plus throughout his career, 112 95, 109, 116, 128, and then 100. But let's take a look at the fit. Let's take a look and see how lucky or unlucky 
Mr. Ed was. All right? His FIP in his career. You tell me if this sounds incredibly consistent or not. And good. Okay? 392-443-397-365-386-332. His whip from season to season. 129-129-128-126-132-138. Sound pretty consistent and good? That's what I thought. <laughs> All right. Again, not trying to say that we should go out and give Erod 28 mil a year and and make him the ace of, of this staff. I'm really not. But when you have a 4.74 ERA and a 3.32 FIP, his career high in ERA was accompanied by his career low FIP. That means something. Even if you don't believe in advanced analytics and you think you're they're stupid and and I'm a nerd. That's that's all probably somewhat true. But it means something, man. Career ERA of 416, career FIP of 383. K per 9, career 9.4 this season, 10.6. Walk per nine, career 3.1, this season 2.7. Home run per nine's been about 1.1 his entire career. Hit per nine, 8.7, this year 9.8. Okay, so I'll tell you that he might have got a little unlucky with the base hits. He also plays in Fenway. Fenway Park, notably a very hitter-friendly park. I don't know if you guys knew that. Also, in the AL East in general, pretty much all hitter-friendly parks, all of them, Yankee Stadium, Fenway, Camden, he, he's just in a division that is incredibly hitter-friendly. And he's still putting up damn good numbers. And that's why the FIP is, is substantially lower than the ERA most of these years. You put him in Comerica Park, you got a dog on your hands. I promise you. I promise you. For what it's worth, got sixth place in Cy Young voting in 2019 as well. I promise you he's a dog. I promise you he's good. I would love Erod on my baseball team. Would absolutely love it. We'll wrap up here with some pretty quick... Shortstop talk, we've been linked to Carlos Correa, we've been linked to Trevor Story. Those seem to be the two biggest ones this early on. I don't think we're in the Corey Seager market. Honestly, I don't think anyone besides the Yankees are really in the Corey Seager market. I think that is pretty much as you can you can put a bow on that and 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 go on your way. I was trying to think of a funny analogy and couldn't, so I just said go on your way. Javi Baez, I don't think we're in the Javi Baez market. Um, I also think Javi Baez is going to sign very late because I think they're going to see what all the top shortstops sign for and then try and base his salary off of that. So uh, I guess the market, I guess I'm saying the market for him, I think could take a while to develop. I think he might be one of the last shortstops signed. Um, that being said, I, I, I really don't 
think that he is going to come here. I don't think that that's really in the cards. Uh, Marcus Semien, I don't even know what he's really advertising himself as. Uh, he, he's played a lot of shortstop, had some really good seasons as shortstop, but also just put together one of the best seasons by a second baseman, like literally ever. So uh, I, I, I really don't know what, <laughs> what him and his agent are marketing himself as. Maybe it just depends on the team, and they're just telling him he can do either. But um, I'm, I'm not really sure Marcus Simeon. I haven't really heard anything about us being linked to him. But that, that all being said, if Correa and Story both go elsewhere, we have to get a shortstop. We're not, we're not leaving here without a shortstop. I'm leaving with something. From around the way, I'm leaving with something. Okay? So whether... You know, if, if those two go off the market, I guess the our the, the the other shortstops I mentioned, their markets could change, and, and we could find ourselves weaving our way in there. But um, for the time being, those seem to be the two big ones, and we've kind of known that those were the top two on our list for a while, especially Correa. Um, and then we'll end on we have been linked to Justin Verlander. What a beauty that would be, eh? Also, I guess we'll actually end on this. We're going to sign a shortstop. I don't know who, but we're going to get one. Starting pitcher. I think we get two starting pitchers. I think we do. We have the three kids, right? We have Mize, Manning, Scooble. We have Matthew Boyd. So in theory, you'd look and go, okay, they only need to spend on one starting pitcher. But those three kids have never pitched more than 150 innings in their lives. Those three kids are still young and have young arms. And Matthew Boyd hasn't pitched a full healthy season in, uh, I guess, by the start of 2022 in three years, since 2019. He's had a lot of injury problems. So I I, I think we're going to get two starting pitchers. I think we get two starters, we get a shortstop, and then we get... Some, you know, filler, kind of low-end, low-key bullpen pieces of guys we like. And then I think that's our offseason. Back to the player breakdowns tomorrow. Thank you guys for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB Prospects. So Aram Lighten is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going to deep dive on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available on all platforms. All right, y'all. Great week. More player breakdowns next week. Hopefully some some news next week as well. We'll mix that in if there is any. Peace and love. Go to Therapy's Dope, and I'll catch you all Monday. Go Tigers, baby.